sometimes when I think about like who I am as a person and some of my fatal flaws, uh, you know, I, I, there are a lot of things I think as we all are complicated people, right? We all have our strengths and our weaknesses and, and I try to avoid my weaknesses and avoid the places that I fall short so that I can become better myself, right? Makes sense. I'll, I'll tell you, though, Justin, I'll be damned if I'm not a sucker for a pretty-looking Xbox because <laughs> I, uh, I, bought, I bought the <laughs> Halo Infinite Xbox Series X, and I'm not proud of it. Like, I mean, like, I am because I'm very excited to have it, but, like... I didn't get one when they were initially announced and I thought I was just out of luck. So I spent a little bit of money that week just saying like, well, at least it's not as much as I would have spent on that Xbox. And then (laughs) Uh now I bought that Xbox, which is now that I spent all that money together, it is considerably more than if I had just stuck with one or the other. Yeah, correct, correct, correct. Uh, yeah. Why? It's pretty in it. Because it's 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 gorgeous. I'll say this, and I think I said this last week when we talked about this briefly. Uh, I think the Xbox Series X is a sleek looking console. Like I think it's really really good looking, and this Halo one is like gorgeous. If you haven't seen it, it's it's got this like gold geometric pattern on it. Um, the, the top half is just like a bunch of stars, and it's it's beautiful and sparkly. And then the vents on top are uh normally on the xbox series x they're like bright green you know like the xbox colors they are cortana blue so they're this deep blue all of the um like the the xbox button that's like you know white on the regular one is gold it's beautiful and i spent way too much money on it and i was wondering i was like oh cool this comes with a controller that's also very sweet uh a similar pattern it also comes with a free digital copy of halo infinite not necessary, as I have Game Pass. Correct. But I suppose it's nice to have in case... I don't know. It's just nice well, to have. It's, you know it's also mean? a digital copy, so it's like also... like I, I was kind of upset. I was like, right? at least give me the case. Right. I want, like, that's what I want uh, if I'm going to have it. But yeah, so that's uh, that's coming for me in November. I'll give you the full review when uh, when she arrives. So two, two questions. So yeah. for many people who are sitting here angry, hearing that you now have two Xbox Series Xs. Yes. Uh, first question, how hard was it to get? Second question, what do you plan on doing with it now that you got it? Okay. So question one, how hard was it to get? Uh, it took me about an hour and a half, <laughs> which I know sounds infuriating to <laughs> People listening, but I've gotten good at I've gotten good at the, the next gen console game because I, I you know I got the the PS5 and and the Xbox Series X as documented in the backlog of Hitbox, um, and then I ended up being able to get my older brother a PS5. He bought a house, and I was like, you should have a house sized console, um, yeah. so <laughs> he can live in it. That'll be his like right. guest house. <laughs> yes, so um, so I got him that like pretty easily weirdly enough through walmart of all places um, i've heard that they are like not very good about <laughs> the drops and stuff and i just happened to to get it one day uh and, and then this one um someone had tweeted out oh, oh oh a a twitter account that does these sorts of things uh that's a little bit smaller than your wario 64 and, and like those ones because those at this point like by the time they're tweeting about it like by the time I'm seeing it, it's it's gone. Yeah, yeah, because there's so many people that follow them. 
Correct, correct. So um, this this smaller account tweeted about it going live in, for GameStop Canada, and I was like, "Hey, I'll make an account." So I actually got one in my cart, and and was checking out, and it said, "We actually can't ship this to you." I was like, "That's fair. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's fair." I was lying about where I lived, um, and then I was like, "Well, I might as well just check the uh, the GameStop US uh, website," and they had a listing for it, and I was like, "Oh." So I clicked on it. Um, it said, you know, currently unavailable, whatever. But like, no one was talking about that. There was this listing for it. So I was like, if I just keep refreshing this, like, it might go live, and I might be the first person to know about it. And that kind of happened. I sat there. I, I had my laptop open while I was doing my regular work, and so like every four or five minutes when I was just taking a break to think about what I was gonna put down next, just do a little refresh. Happened. Got it right away. <laughs> <laughs> You know, that's like the new version of the auto clicker, you know, instead of like just having a game that just keeps clicking and the yeah, numbers going yeah. up, you just occasionally will just refresh that. That's your like game to play while you're doing work. I love it. I love it. I got I will say this. I got like super lucky um, and I wasted a little bit of time and probably money on it. I mean, like I like <laughs> it. And like, that's the thing at the end of the day, like I was trying to try and explain this to Elena because I was like, this is stupid. Right. And she's like, well, does it doesn't make you happy. And I was like, yes, but it's stupid that I want this and that it's so expensive. And the only difference is, is the color. Like there's no other difference for this. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so what are you planning on doing? That, second question. What am I planning on doing with it? Yeah. Video, video games is, okay. <clears throat> what do you mean? Like halo? I, we're going to have oh, halo yeah, on you're it. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you mean like with my my yeah now that you have the one two I have like now. how are you gonna like like use it productively or like yeah, sell yeah, it? yeah so I um play games all the way downstairs and then uh, I I have my computer and everything set up in my room here and I have to record footage pretty frequently for different job stuff so I figure I'm just gonna set one up up here so that way it's all hooked up and I don't need to be constantly swapping things out and whatever. Um, so that that is what I'm planning on doing with it. At some point, I'm sure, like, I I may get rid of just the standard one, J- just sell it to someone for whatever. Because like at the end of the day, I don't need to. Like, it yeah, sways good, super. Like, yeah. The good thing about Xbox is how easy it is to just transfer your saves automatically from one thing oh, to yeah. other. Like, super oh. easy. You don't have to think yeah. about it. It just does it for you. Unlike some some companies we know. Mm, interesting, interesting. We're gonna get into that later because it's Xbox. <laughs> What's in the fucking box? Welcome back. I felt like I was a little aggressive with that hitbox there. I'm curious if I clipped my levels and stuff. Let's <laughs> um, find out about that in editing. Welcome back to Hitbox, episode number 57. My name is Peter Hunt Spitek, and with me, as always, is my good friend Justin Makovich. We are, in a way, um, I like to think of us as wild speed super combo. Mm. Um, <laughs> that's that's us. Um it, it, Justin, who's, who's Hobbs and who's Shaw? And if you ask me who, which actor plays Hobbs and which actor plays <laughs> Shaw, I have no idea. I'm actually thinking about it. I think Hobbs is The Rock, and I okay. think Shaw is uh, uh, Jason Statham. Yeah, like I was gonna say Benedict Cumberbatch, but nope, nope. <laughs> I'll say this, Justin, <laughs> and this is this is speaks to both of us. 
I don't know if either of us are Hobbs or Shaw. <laughs> like I'm gonna say, like, like we're here's I'll say this: we're definitely not Jason Statham. He seems very upset through that whole movie as just a just a worry war. He's not yeah. a worry war, but he's just yeah. kind of um he's he's a little terse, let's say. Um, but The Rock, I mean, he seems like he's having a good time. I would say in that movie, you'd be Ryan Reynolds, I'd be the Kevin Hart character, um, if you've seen it. <laughs> But uh, hey, yeah, you know, I think characters, you know, I uh, just seeing you as uh, uh, Kevin Hart is a, is a good, good comparison. <laughs> I mean, we're both we're both short kings. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, let's let's get into our show here. So we're, we're going to be talking about a handful of things. There's a state of play. If you're listening to this on Thursday, when it when this comes out, it's tonight. We're going to be just talking about that pretty briefly. We're going to also be looking into um the PS4, PS5 upgrade for Horizon Forbidden West debacle that happened earlier this week. Uh, we're also going to talk just a little bit about Abandoned, Alan Wake, and um, the ban, not ban, the limit, let's say, that's going on in terms of video gaming in China. But we're going to get to all of that later, because first, I do want to hear about the games you've been playing, Justin. Tell me about them now. I have been playing, <laughs> I'm looking at the show doc, it's the same as last week. I've been playing Pokemon yeah. Unite, Psychonauts 2, and Psychonauts 2, Rhombus of Ruin. Uh, have you gotten into Pokemon Unite yet? No. I haven't, I'll say this, I haven't had like a lot of time. I know I should, just to understand a little bit more about it, but um, no, I have not. Well, apparently the the uh, new release of Blastoise uh, has completely broken the game because um, his Unite move, uh, basically every time you use it, so your Unite move is like your ultimate move, right? Okay. So his is like a defensive kind of move that like increases your shield. So so if you use it, your whole team, everyone around them, their shields increase. It's like a good thing, except after you use it, instead of going back to zero, like most of them, it goes mm-hmm. to 90 so you can keep like using it by the time the last one's out. Hmm. And if you're like in the middle of a battle, you can just keep using it over and over again. And as of uh, when we're recording this on Monday, still not fixed. So that's unfortunate. Uh, that sounds game breaking. Yeah. Yeah. Specifically for um, uh, a, a competitive game such as yes. um, this. I also realized that on MOBAs, no matter what side you're playing, you always start going from the left to the right, at least in Pokemon hmm. Unite. That's kind of interesting. They like changed the world in the game to do that. I'm like, one of these days I'm going to start on the right side. And I kept, <laughs> I kept not. And like, you know, playing this game for like almost 10 hours now, I'm like, that's kind of a coincidence. That's a streak I am proud of. And I looked online and everyone starts. They, they make it look the same for everyone. So, Oops. Uh, in, a, in a similar way, uh, I've been playing sort of split gate off and on over the past few weeks. And I've been like, one of these days, I'm going to be on the red team. Like, I swear, <laughs> I'm going to be a red, uh, one of the red people at some point. Uh, I'm just a buffoon and don't know how video games work. <laughs> uh, there was something. Um, I saw that the Blastoise has a fun little vest and little straw hat. And I'll say, I liked that a lot. I am, I am just in love with the kind of character skins you can get um yeah like they're obviously like for me who's not planning on uh putting a single cent into this game mm-hmm, the skins mm-hmm. are awesome and i almost want to purchase these skins i'm gonna i'm gonna send you uh these snorlax skins and you know we can we can tweet this out at a later point um but they are fantastic and i really if i don't randomly get them in oh. one of the loot boxes i oh. totally 
it, right? <laughs> oh, okay, okay. I can't. And here's the thing: I can't tell which is better. So what we're looking at here, because of course this is an audio medium, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is we got a Snorlax big star sunglasses on his head. He's not even wearing them. He's that cool that he's like got them up and above. Uh, and then he's he is in a floaty, yep, like a he is, like an inner tube. To go. Jiminy criminy, that's so good. Perhaps even better is the is the one right next to him where he's just dressed as like a like a little pineapple. Yeah, yeah, it's that's pretty awesome. so good. And in the in the spots on the pineapple are pokeballs. Oh. <laughs> they started introducing uh, in one of the games like some Pokemon could wear clothes. I think it, they were one of the Pikachu. Oh oh oh, uh, let's go Eevee and Pikachu. Yeah yeah, you yeah. could you could match your Eevee or Pikachu and like. I liked that game fine enough. Like, it's just a good Pokemon game. Um, that was by far the highlight of the game. Like, yeah. I was doing things in the game not to advance the story or my progress or whatever, but to see what sort of outfits would be on sale in different cities. Uh, I assume that your feelings on Pokemon Unite have not changed since last week. Yeah, it, it's it's ultimately good. Um, I've, I've started to mess around with a lot of, like, the control schemes and stuff like that. But I think I once I am done with a lot of, like, the initial, like, introductory stuff and I start to, like, play against, like, higher level competitive people, I just mm-hmm. don't think I have the long-term stamina to, to play this game on a sure. level of competitiveness that is going to get. Because, I mean the more I look up the game, the more there's like a crazy like meta that goes on with all this stuff. And I, I, yeah. I like to play it just to like kind of calm down at night, which is odd because it's a competitive game, but it is just, it's just a fun little game. It's really simple mm-hmm. to, to get into. Um, and for how long I played it um, and how much I've got out of it and for how little I've spent on it, zero dollars. Uh, I think it's definitely worth a, a download um, sure. on your Switch and eventually on your phone, too. And I cannot wait till this is on my phone because it'll be like, I might have some downtime at work and I might just be like, you know what I could do? I could be a yeah. defender on top lane with Snorlax right now. Huh? Yeah. Sounds like fun. I I, I know that you are a fan of the mobile game, so I I completely understand that. You, you said you're playing Psychonauts. I'm also playing Psychonauts as well. Uh, we were talking a little bit before the show. Sounds like we're at a similar place in the third act. Um, I've not gone back to it for a few days, but that's not necessarily for lack of want. But uh, (laughs) how how do you feel about it? I know you weren't down on it necessarily last time when we talked about it, but you were like... I'm trying to think of how to describe it. I I guess my question is for you. Do you feel any different from how you did last week? Are you liking it more or less? Where are you at? Yeah, I think my criticisms with the game have to do with the way the story is paced mm-hmm. um, because there's some interesting stuff going on and like to the point where we're at in the game, I like I would like to say it's the start of the, the final act of, Seems that way. of, of the um, game. Uh, by at this point, I'm super invested in the story, mm-hmm. but it just took a while to get there. And also like it, it feels like just some of the brains that you have to like jump into aren't all equal i felt like in the previous game all of the brains were like a pretty similar length and like the mm-hmm. the the time you were in them but in this one some of them you're in a brain for like an hour and a half other ones yeah. you're in there for like 10 minutes and that's it mm-hmm. um and it just feels like there are technically more brains in this game but they're not all great um where i feel like legitimately most of the brains in the previous game were all awesome and so distinct from each other yeah um, but the highs in this game, I think, are really high. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, uh, I, I don't know if this is a, a spoiler, but there's a brain that involves Jack Black. 
And yes. that was such an enjoyable brain to be in. <laughs> and you'll know the minute you get to the to the brain. And they, they, they showed some of it in, I believe, a lot of the like marketing things. But I mean, there's a song that Jack Black sings uh, as a character in this that is just, was a super fun song. It was a hype moment. And like yeah. there's there's some really good stuff in that moment. And I think that whole brain is where the story just really got to a point for me where I'm like, ooh, this is good. This is really yeah. good. No, I, I completely agree. Did you know that your mentor, uh, Smith, Nick Smith, yeah. who shows up without a brain, uh, who you you the put a brain in, inside of him, yes, um, voiced by Elijah Wood. <laughs> Mr. Frodo. How did, that, how did that connection happen? No idea, but someone uh, wrote, like, do you know that this guy's voiced by Elijah Wood? I was like, no, he's not. And then I kind of looked it up. I was like, this guy's voiced by Elijah Wood. Why? Like, that's such yeah. a, like, like a weirdly specific tertiary character. You know right, what I mean? to, like, have, like, Elijah Wood. But, you know, no, no knock on Elijah Wood. I feel like his career since The Lord of the Rings has just been, like, doing things that projects that he wants to do not yes. like he doesn't work because he has to as an actor it mm-hmm. feels like he just works in things that he wants to do which is awesome i wish i could do that as a career after I mean, being in one of the biggest than... franchises of all time you know yeah oh yeah um but yeah so that that's elijah wood and uh yeah it's 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 a good game i'm i'm enjoying it i feel the same way i i think it's Wonderful. I agree with you, though. Like, there aren't really any, like, in the way that the first one, each brain was, like, so memorable and, like, had, like, a point to it. Not that these ones don't, but, like, they were really, really, really distinct and memorable. And, like, I could talk about each one of them. Whereas in this one, I could still talk about them all, but it might be a little bit like, oh, yeah, I was good. Moving on. Yeah, exactly. Sort of conversation. But uh, I'm enjoying it quite a bit. I also... Justin had a serious sit down talk with my girlfriend and I said, listen, Elena. Oh no. Do you want to play persona five Royal or not? Because we're about 30 hours in. Haven't touched it since like March. Mm. I want to finish this game. Yeah. But she is, she is, she has been insistent that she's like, no, I do want to get back to it. And I was like, Elena, like it's cool. If you don't like this, like not for everyone. And it's big. Like we have a lot, a long way to go. And she was like, fine, no, I can't. She's like, I tried, I can't. I was like, all good. That means I get to play it. (laughs) (laughs) So I I started that up again last night. And um, I do do like that game. I I might, it's not going to be this year. (laughs) Yeah. It might be a summer project, but I might just not finish the original one. Do go Royal. and get Royal and then go through it because it just seems like it, it is the better and best version of that game. And there's no way in God's green earth am I going to have enough time to play this game twice. No, no. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to get back to Persona. So I, I do uh, have to imagine, though, that uh, that game is not one that's probably the best to observe. No, that, and that's the thing we had an issue with. And, and like I sort of said when we first started up, like, I don't know if you're going to like maybe love this because it's a lot of like reading and like she's a big reader like she likes to read books she's a big fan of that but like it's not necessarily maybe how you want to experience that sort of game yeah yeah so um especially because like 
we just played The Walking Dead. A lot of watching with that. She chose all the dialogue options, but each of those dialogue options is like important, right? Yeah. In Persona 5, it doesn't matter. You yeah. know, because she was like, ooh, let, like, we could do this. I'll make all the choices. And I was like, it's not really like choices. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, you can choice what, make a choice what activity to do, but like in terms right. of like progression. And plus, like, it's an RPG. There's, there's going to be a grind to an RPG no matter what it is. And I think Persona's grind is more of, the side activities, which I think is one of the good things about that game, Mm -hmm. because like a lot of what you have to do to level up is a different task and like kind of exploring the town. I mean, I haven't beat the game, so maybe it turns different near the end of it, but like, it doesn't feel like a game. You have to like fight the same three enemies over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, there's a section that is just that that's mementos, which sucks. Mm. And they like, they tried to fix a little bit in Royal. It's not perfect, but it's definitely better. That's the subway area, right? Yeah, Yeah. 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 Um, and, like, that's not fun, but, like, I'll put up with it because I like your persona. Yeah, yeah, um, and it's an so, RPG. It's part yes. of it. Right, so we we remedied all that, though, by, I was like, well, you, you could play it. Like, it's it's not a challenging game, so you sit down, you play it. So I was observing, and, like, it's way more fun for me because, like, I Oh, yeah, that's actually great. That's up. a good idea. So we switched the roles, uh, and then anytime it was like combat, I was like, I'll just do this. You know, like it's just <laughs> a lot easier for me to know this than have to explain. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay, so like mana, like, <laughs> you know, like so your magic points. Um, and, well, even and, something as simple as uh, electricity and uh, ground are not good pairings. <laughs> right, right. So um, we were doing that, and then she she just tapered out with it which makes sense it's not for everyone yeah and yeah. again it's not like a great in my opinion watchable game it, it's it is for me as someone who likes it and who is ex- in, enjoying experiencing it with her but uh she we dropped that together so now i'm on that when i can <laughs> in, <laughs> in the brief moments between games um so yes that's what i'm that's what i'm gonna be doing a lot of this week i think that's great um the last thing i played was i actually finished the psychonauts 2 rhombus of ruin um yeah that that is such a good vr game uh for so many reasons the the one thing i am gonna if you have any issues with your neck if your neck is sore if you had like if you broke your neck and you're in a cat like a like a neck brace don't play that Mm -hmm. game because you are violently moving your head left right up down around because you control it like basically the whole game you like possess other people to like see through their eyes and you can't move around but like you can look around everywhere with your head and sometimes you have to like look behind you and look up and like there's just a lot of that and then sometimes like getting it like specific um it was uh it, it I I felt and you know the PSVR is not heavy but it's heavy enough that when you're well, moving you your feel head it. back and forth you feel it after a while but the game's like an hour and a half maybe two hours if you like okay. mess around a lot with it and there's some <clears> cool <throat> achievements that once you beat the game you can go back and chapter select the different parts of it so if you want to mm-hmm. get those achievements um like one of them there's a, a slide puzzles like do it in twenty moves and I'm like oh, that could be a fun thing to go through and try to Ooh. to get uh to to do I don't know if there's a platinum for it but. Uh, there's one part uh, I am really sensitive with motion sickness. I've always been like I have to Dramamine on long road trips or boat rides and things mm-hmm. like that. So I, it's a it's a pill that makes me not throw up as much. Yes, um, yes, I'm familiar. So there, the game was pretty good because uh, a head control like this is really comfortable. With mm-hmm. the exception of a really cool artistic choice that they made. Uh, there's a character whose brain you go into. It's Psychonauts, not a spoiler. Uh, so you go into a character's brain and you see that character. 
um, looking through this dollhouse where they have dolls of their family. And you kind of hmm. understand like how they became the messed up character that they became. Uh, but the way the art style was, was those dolls were kind of done in stop motion. Oh, so <laughs> like, like that sounds cool, but it also, yeah, like, yeah, in VR and might it was, it was like the only time that when I was done, I was just kind of like, Oh, mm, okay. Uh, yeah. I got to eat something or do something. Oh boy. And then afterwards, after you beat that, the little house thing, you're back on a boat and I was like, not good right yeah. now, guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that makes sense. That's part of my fear with VR. It's like, I'm not used it enough to like really know. Cause I don't, I don't, I get, hmm, I don't really get motion sick. Yeah. I don't like being in cars, but that's just like a thing. But like yeah. on boats and everything, like I'm I'm totally fine and, and all that sort of stuff. Like planes, not an issue or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first time ever wearing a VR headset, maybe I've talked about this on the show. Uh, I thought I was going to be doing a little demo sampler of blood and truth. truth. Instead, it was a dog fighting simulator, like not not the dogs, like a plane simulator. Uh, and I waited in line for about 45 minutes. I didn't really have much to do that day. And I sat down, put it on, and we were, like, you know, taxiing on the, the what's the, like, the place where planes land. Like an you know like airport? Like the strip? Like a runway? You know I mean? like, yeah, the runway. So <laughs> so we're taxiing on the runway. I'm like, oh, this is kind of fun. And then it's like, you know, push the button to, I don't know anything about planes. Go. Like, Throttle take off. to lift Throttle. off. Correct. I actually did play a little bit of flight I was simulator. Like, a few you weeks were ago. an expert. You learned how to, to, to yeah, move around in the air in flight simulator. I did, but uh, as soon as that went on, I was like, "Oh, yeah, I can't do this." <laughs> like, <laughs> but it was like it was so fast, and like I'm like having to look around yeah. at other fast moving I- items. The people behind me in line really liked me because like we went, we took off, and I was like, "Oh, can't do this." Take off the headset. <laughs> like, thank you. But. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, so, there, yeah. there are definitely, like, anything that is, like, that you're controlling motion and, like, things with your head is just really hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they definitely, there's, there's, there are VR games that don't mess with that. I mean, things like Beat Saber, when you're not moving, you're just, things are coming at you and moving around is great. Or, like, when you're playing something like Moss, where you're, like, controlling a character on a game board and your perspective yeah. is just what you see. Um, or ones that have the uh, floating to, like, beacons that you keep floating from beacon to beacon. And then once you're in that beacon, you, like, look around. Those mm-hmm. are all good ones but i've never had a good experience about moving and playing vr it's just not it's 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 definitely i think a valid fear that's why i think the more people to try these the better yeah no yeah that that makes a lot of sense can we keep talking about sony here is it okay if we transition to the news sure (laughs) all right so i mean like stop me if you've heard this before okay i'm ready there is an issue with the PlayStation 5 upgrade for a video game mm. and the pricing that goes along with it and it was mm-hmm. confusing and people needed to make like charts and whatever else to understand it. Uh, no, we're not talking about Ghost of Tsushima, Director's Cut. We're not talking about Final Fantasy VII Intergrade. We're not talking about... Um, what else? I mean, those are the uh, two Spider-Man, that I'm remembering. Um, Spider-Man. Well, that wasn't an issue, was it? Really? Well, I, it was I don't just a think free it upgrade. was. He has a free upgrade. Yeah, But it's weird that it would happen again. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, not if you if you had a quarter for every time this would happen, yeah, you might have just 50 cents, but it's like weird that it's happened a few times. Uh so Horizon Forbidden West, you know it, we know it. We all love this uh redhead woman as she travels across the country. Didn't finish the first one, so I can't really <laughs> tell you what's what's going on with all this. Looks great. Um but 
basically, uh, Sony, the pre-orders for the, for the game went up, and it was, like, very confusing as to what edition to buy, and uh, there was no way to upgrade the PS4 version to the PS5 version. And that's kind of a problem, because it means that in order to play the PS5 version, if you bought the PS4 version, you have to buy it again. Like, just straight up $70, buy it again, instead of the other upgrade process that has been like, what, $10 or whatever else for, for certain games. Um, so before we get into the second part of this story, what do you think about all that? Uh, I want to be, I, I I have a feeling part of me is, I'm going to sound like I'm trying to justify, like to defend Sony here. Go on, because I have like we might be about to say the same thing. Tell me. Part of me, it, it, I, I I might sound like I'm defending them, but I think it, the I understand why this is happening from like a logistics business perspective, and I right. think I understand why they're they're doing this and why it's so complicated. But from a consumer friendly perspective, it looks so bad and i think the biggest error sony is making is that their messaging sucks and their wanting to please consumers is leading them to make it complicated and bad for the consumers Mm -hmm. if that makes sense but what were were you gonna say so okay everyone was upset about that i didn't necessarily understand why everyone was so upset when i first was looking into this because i was kind of like well, yeah, there's the PS4 version and the PS5 version. Like, that's just how it's been. And and we had the same issue with Ghost of Tsushima. We had the same issue with Final Fantasy VII. And then whatever else the hell that we've had this issue with. Like, I, I didn't necessarily understand the outrage that I, that I was seeing. The first thing about the fact that there was no upgrade path at all, I was like, got it. I understand that. But people were upset because they thought that Sony had said that the game would be getting a free PS5 upgrade. Mm-hmm. So they cited a uh, post on the PlayStation blog from 2020, September 16th, 2020. Uh, So this is before the the PlayStation 5 even comes out. Um, And basically, they think that this post promised that there would be a free upgrade. So let me read you an excerpt from this post. Uh, This will be, if you're interested, dear listener, this will be in the episode description here. So it says this. Additionally, we know that the PS4 community will transition to PS5 at different times, and we're happy to announce PS4 versions of some of our exclusives. Marvel's Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Sackboy, A Big Adventure, and Horizon Forbidden West will also launch on PS4. While these games were designed to take advantage of the PS5 and its unique next-gen features like the ultra-high-speed SSD and DualSense controller, PS4 owners will be able to enjoy these experiences when they launch. Then this is the part that is, like, what people are getting confused about. The PS4 digital versions of launch games will include a free upgrade on both PS5 consoles, while the PS4 disc versions of these games include a free upgrade on the PS5 with the Ultra HD Blu-ray disc drive, right? So, they mention these launch games. Sackboy, uh, a new adventure, a big adventure? Sackboy, a big adventure. Spider-Man Miles Morales and Horizon Forbidden West all in the same breath, right? By saying, like, we're excited for people to try out these games. And then they go on in that second half to say, and launch games will be getting this free PS5 upgrade 
uh, to, to anyone who bought the PS4 version. It's a little unclear because they mention all of these games in the same breath. I would not consider Horizon Forbidden West a launch game as it is coming out two calendar years after the PlayStation 5 launch it. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, um, and that is why... So when I was saying Sony is trying to be consumer-friendly to a point, I think one of the reasons they are uh, even releasing Horizon Forbidden West for the PS4 is because with chip shortages and everything, not as many people have PS5s yet, so if they put their exclusive Horizon, which is supposed to come out like early last this year, right? If I'm correct, initially... I think that when in an update about all of this that we'll get into in a second here, they said, we thought this was going to be a PS5 launch title. It didn't happen that way. Yep. So that's why it was included with those other games. Right, right, so, right. So like with, with that in mind, the fact that they're trying to give more people an opportunity to play it, I think ultimately at this point of the cycle is probably harder for, for yep. Sony to deal with than they initially planned because this game is at this point going to have over a year more development than we thought initially. And I'm sure they're doing a lot of different things with it to take advantage of the PS five, mm-hmm. meaning that if they're going to release it to the PS four, um, they have to make some sacrifices. Yeah. So I guess the, one of Sony's options would have been either we're going to charge the $10 more for the upgrade, or we're going to not release it for the PS four, which is the mm-hmm. better option. $10 upgrade. In my opinion, I agree um, with that. However, it's still a, a, a head. It, it still hurts my head to read and try to understand what's going on. And yes. like even I, I was doing a little bit of research too. Um, the Spider Man, when Spider Man the twenty was it twenty seventeen was released twenty six twenty six whatever that was twenty eighteen twenty eighteen. The one that you could play with the upgrades on it for the PS5 was the Spider-Man Remastered. It was a different version of the game, and you can't upgrade your uh, PlayStation 4 version to the remastered version for free. Right. But Miles Morales, apparently you could play upgrade that just because... If you had that on the PS4, you could get on the PS5. But even then, like that's so darn confusing. And it's it's so arbitrary, right? Right. Saying these three games, these four games... You're, like they're cool because we understand that not everyone's going to transition at the same time but then like th- there's still this shortage and it looks like it's going to keep on going and uh, 2023 going like, is what i'm hearing yeah. yes <laughs> so like it's it's so weird and arbitrary so on one hand i understand that they were like well we never said that this game would be getting that but then you have people saying like well you kind of did and they would mm-hmm. be like well technically and it's like Okay, like, okay, sure. Technically, you didn't say it. Right. But in the same paragraph, when listing other games, you are you you named it, essentially, you know. So I, I sort of see both sides, but I definitely see the side of the people who are upset about this way more. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, like, I, I, I see. I definitely see both sides. And again, I think I, I, I think Sony's issues here have a lot to do with so many little decisions and they're all just kind of coming ahead with these. The yeah. fact that they're charging $70 for the first party games when no other company is doing that at this point. I think that's a change that we've talked about before eventually will happen, but that complicates matters because you cannot charge $60 for the PS4 and $70 for the PS5 and then offer a free upgrade because who the hell is going to buy the PS5 version? Right. Uh, you know what you should just do, Sony? Just bite the bullet. Make them all seventy dollars. <gasps> just, just do it. 
Just right. do it. I mean, I mean, honestly, because like, like that, that makes so much more sense than making it this complicated. It, well, and also you're going to have people pissed. Sure. Like I get that. But if you have people pissed one time, it is going to be way easier to manage that sort of like ill will than it is to have people pissed every two months. Right. You know what, you know what I mean? Like it just exactly. doesn't, yeah, it, it's, it's foolish. It is like mind boggling, especially when you turn around and you're like, Xbox, what's your whole take on this? And they're like, yeah, we sort of got way ahead of this before <laughs> before the Xbox Series X even launched by doing smart by saying smart delivery. And everyone, and we all have egg on our face. I definitely do. Everyone was like, why is that ever going to be important? <laughs> right. Because it is. Because it is. Because it, it is not being handled well with with Sony at all, with the PlayStation 5 at all. Oh no. And and like to be fair with like like Xbox, how great is that that I can play Psychonauts on my big TV and I can play it like and pull it up right now and I bet well after it downloads. Once it downloads, I could play it on my PC in seconds and be at the same exact spot. I we were talking about this when I with with talking about the Xbox the new Xbox that I got. It's going like we joked about yeah. it a little bit, but like it will literally be perfectly functional and, and it will be a blessing that i don't have to do any sort of like cloud downloads and stuff right. that you know obviously other than like setting it up and, and getting all that running but yeah it, it's now kind I, of wild yeah I, uh, I, there's a, an article uh by uh, matt perslow on ign um that explains the differences between the ps4 and the ps5 versions of horizon Okay. And um, I'm going to read a quote, and there's a couple other little things. A lot of it has to do graphically, but a lot of this is just like, it, it doesn't seem that much, but like if you've made video games before, this is like not a little thing to talk about. Not that I've made video games before, but like I try to like understand how video games are made to a certain degree. And when I was sure. younger, I used to go into Unreal and try to like uh, edit video games, and boy, that was hard. The one time I went to Morrowind, that wasn't through Unreal, it was through, they, they gave you like a construction set that you could like edit game files in. And okay. I just put all the best armor in the starting location where you spawn, like on the boat. And then from that point on, I just like had all my good armor. It's pretty fun. That's awesome. Yeah. That's but awesome. Anyway, that was wake up <laughs> or there or whatever he says. <laughs> and I, if I was good enough, I could maybe made the guy say like, put on all this good armor and then do that. But <laughs> not that yeah. good. But anyway, so the differences between the PS4 and the PS5 version, um, it uh, and this is uh, after an interview with game director. Matthias de Jong. That seems right. I'm looking sure. at the surprise J in the first yeah, I know. name. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, um, so we'll go with that. So this Apologies is an interview if we with, messed up your name. Uh, this was a game director with uh, an interview with the game director of Horizon, Matthias de Jong. And he said, for the PS5 version, we can go much further, of course. Visually, we can add a lot more detail. Graphically, the rendering technique for the underwater scenes is special for the PlayStation 5. It has extra details and extra systems, like the wave technique is better on the system. And then they talk about the lighting. 
uh, the lighting on Aloy on the PS5 has much more definition. We use a special cinematic lighting rig that on the PS4 is only used in cutscenes because the game is not running uh, and we have more processing power in those scenes. But with the PlayStation 5, we have plenty of processing power so we can have the lighting rig always available so she's always looking great with the lighting setup traveling with her anywhere. And this comes down to me with one of the biggest issues with having uh, something come out the same time in the PS4 and PS5 uh, is that those are two... Those are two completely different systems and you are going to try to be pro which one are you picking to program for it sounds like they're programming for ps5 here like if they're doing something that complex with their uh rendering and their um water systems and their lighting systems and stuff like that like those are significant changes to take out that obviously make the game look better but it's not just like put sliders up put sliders down to make this game run right yes um to to my understanding sorry to, to my understanding a bulk of the development for this game was done with PS4 hardware in mind, and then they got, you know, whatever, PS5. Yeah, they're like, this is coming, uh, and then, yeah. yeah, they changed and added to it. But, like, these are, like, big changes and stuff like that yeah. that, like, it's going to make the game look and run different on the on the two systems. And you just look at Cyberpunk. Like, one of the, the hang-ups with Cyberpunk was probably trying to get it to run on two different hardware systems that they shouldn't yeah. run on at all. And... Not not saying that it, that justifies the ten dollar extra price tag, but these are two games that ha- are different from each other on the inside. That maybe on the outside you won't be able to tell, but there's a lot of changes that go in there. Mm-hmm. And I'd be really interested. And we were kind of talking about this before we started recording today, but I'd be interested to see what's going to happen with the first Xbox game that is like a crazy next gen game that has like good graphics and is one of those beautiful breathtaking ones a uh, horizon right that that that'll be one that comes forza sorry now forza forza horizon forza horizon forza horizon when that one comes out like what are what's different between that one and the one that you'll be able to play on your xbox one Right. Uh, do, is it a slider system or do, are they programming things differently? Like, is the experience going to be lessened when you're playing it on Xbox One versus playing it on the Series X? Yeah. It'd be I, interesting to see. But um, I, I mean, as of this point, I don't necessarily know. Like, maybe there's an interview that talks about that. But until we get the games in our hands and see those games running, um, that'll be interesting to to see how different they are. But I do know that what Xbox is doing isn't easy and isn't cheap and isn't free for them to like make things run on two system consoles. Like that's a right. it's a big deal. Um, I assume at some point because they announced during their Gamescom thing about cloud uh, the X Cloud and all that and how Xbox Ones will be able to stream play Xbox Series X games. I think that's how they're going to go about it. Uh, I'll be see interested to see how that like works and functions and and all that sort of stuff but it sort of seems like they that's what they're devoted to and sticking with because eventually you know you are going to get to the point where it's like well we're not going to be able to support this older hardware right 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 you know like um but i mean i will also say this i think that there are games i mean not there are there are some games not exclusive to uh xbox consoles that i thought were like wow i cannot believe how well this freaking works on an xbox one versus other ones where it's like oh i don't know about that like for example i played doom eternal on i mean that was only on xbox one at that time but um i played that on xbox one base model that i've had for four years or five years and it was like whoa this is insane yeah 
compared to Assassin's Creed Valhalla, which was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> Everyone's like got like missing their facial features, and so you walk up to them and it pops in. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, even but even like looking at like playing Psychonauts, how good Psychonauts looked on Xbox. And I technically it's running on Series X, but like they still it still looks good when you're playing on Xbox One as opposed to what it was before. Like that's right. not the, just an easy like just click thing. Like it's a huge like like programming change that they have to do to get that to run. Like it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I completely agree. But the second part of this story here, Justin, is that today, yesterday, three days ago, at some point, Justin. Sony was like, you know what? Fine. Fine. You want your free upgrade so bad? Here is your free upgrade. And basically said, we're not going to charge for the free upgrade for Horizon Forbidden West, which I'll be curious to see if that impacts sales on the PS5 version. I have to imagine that it will. Mm-hmm. But they were like, and just so you know, we ain't never fucking doing this ever again. All right? Gran Turismo 7 untitled god of war sequel <laughs> you best bet that, that that those are gonna be ten dollars to upgrade all right you little shits like that's how that's how it felt reading this statement by jim it, ryan i mean it seemed it's a like, little I'm angry sorry i didn't mean to it sort of feels like you guys dropped the ball here but like my bad um yeah so so they listened which i think is cool but um they are insisting that like we will listen to you guys this once because we get it, but from here on out, there will not be uh, free upgrades, and the path will always be $10. What do you think about that? Thoughts? I, I mean, I think that's great, but I think it's stupid as hell because no one's going to buy the PS5 version. Why would you? I'll be honest, Justin. Weirdos like me will because I want the physical edition <laughs> that has the that has the PS5 box. I do. I'm a weirdo. I know. It's stupid. But, but I mean, I there's I'm going to buy I'm, it on I'm the PS4 the and upgrade it. That's 10 bucks like I'm going to save for playing this game. Like right. they like I, I mean, I I it just it's great you're being consumer friendly, but like you you're you were stupid to do this, Sony. To but begin that's the with. thing. It's not even consumer friendly because it's like, fine, what do you guys want? Yeah, we'll yeah. do it this one time, but don't you ever expect this to happen again. <laughs> and it's like, like I felt like I was in trouble reading his, his statement. We could read the whole thing, but I don't know if it's going to add much. Like, Oh, yeah. That's the way mean, it comes I, across it, to me. It, ju- it just is like, it is like that kind of just shut up, we're going to do this, and this is the last time. We're saying it clearly now. Um, uh, I think that there would have been a way to do this that wasn't so flippant. Um, which I think could have been a victory for them, but I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like their PR person needs to be fired. <laughs> well, I mean, you look at the way, like, like this is not the first time that these major companies have, like, backtracked an unpopular yeah. move in the last year. You look at uh, Xbox uh, Gold updating, uh, upping its price, and everyone's like, don't do that. <laughs> right. Hey, Xbox, don't do that. And then they said, you're right, sorry about that. We're not doing that. Or the PlayStation 3 and Vita or four, uh, 3 and Vita network were going to go down and then they said buy the games all you can and then everyone was like don't do that please and they <laughs> said all right fine we hear you but this did not feel like that where they were like oh my gosh so sorry you're right it was like fine fine you complained enough we'll do it but you know 
and it could have been followed with a. We know we've been very. It's very very complicated to follow this upgrade stuff. We yes. promise to make it better in the future. But for now, we're making Horizon a Horizon Forbidden West upgrade path free. And then the plan is in the future to have no more of these uh, cross gen games have a free uh, PS Five upgrade. Right. Yes. Like, you could have said that. And address like, that it's confusing. Right. Right. Yeah. Like be like we know this has been complicated. We're we're going to be better. For now, we're going to do this. In the future, we're going to change. This will be our plan. Um, but again, that's a that's a, a PR statement person. But I'm sure they probably had a rough week. I mean, if you've ever had a rough week and then people are yelling at you and it's like, you know, a really late evening and then you just have to like, I got to get this out. You're probably a little angry typing. Um, yes. I would love to have read his first draft. Hey, Brian, <laughs> they're like, fuck you, <laughs> Jim, we can't. Mr. Ryan, I, we cannot. <laughs> we can't publish this. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's, yeah, so, so that's it. That's, uh, hey, it's on my mind right now. If you have any thoughts about this, dear listener, uh, let us know. Let us know on Twitter at HitboxPod. Send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. Um, or you can, you can text me. My phone number is 11. So moving on, the state of play is happening while you're listening this to this. It either happened or is happening tonight. Um, I don't. I don't think we need to go necessarily like super deep into our thoughts on this. That said, Justin, I've seen as I always see people having the most insane wish lists for this very routine <laughs> announcement thing. People are like, "We're getting God of War footage. We're seeing more of Avowed. Uh, no, uh, not Avowed. Forsaken. We're." Um, we're getting, we're gonna see that this rumored Alan Wake remaster, which we'll talk about later. We're gonna get Twisted Metal, and we're gonna get a Horizon Forbidden West gameplay demo as an apology. And it's like, no, <laughs> we're gonna see more of Moss too. Yeah, I hope, like, man, I hope so. I love that game. I mean, that's what they opened with last time. Or, or we're gonna see more Death Loop. And like, listen, I'm excited for Death Loop. I don't want to see more Death Loop. I know I'm gonna play it. I know I'm gonna like it or maybe not, but like, I don't need to see more of this game to know what it's about. You know what I mean? Well, uh, I, I, for, I do want to, I do want to say, uh, I do not believe Sony was like, but we're only going to be announcing two indie games, two new indie games, and then have an extended play of this game. Right. They haven't said that, right. They haven't tempered our expectations yet. Right. To my, to my knowledge, they have not said really anything other than, Hey, this is so happening. do you know what that means? What does that mean? If they haven't tempered expectations, it's going to be awesome. That's the thing. It's like, what is it's like when people before E3 were like, we're getting Metroid Prime 4. We're getting Breath of the Wild 2. We're getting Bayonetta 3. And they're all coming out in two months. And it's like, we're not. We are so not getting any of that. But, uh, but I do want to say uh, yes. good old uh, David Jaffe. Are you familiar with David Jaffe? No. He's the creator of Twisted Metal. Um, ah. he, uh, he tweeted out <laughs> in probably one of the, uh, the, the best tweets ever, specifically with the follow-up tweet that he did to it. This tweet, by the way, is riddled with typos more on that <laughs> later, but it said, here's useless tweet. But if I didn't say something, I will explode. Just found out about a new play PlayStation game. They are making no idea when it get unveil uh, unveiled. Maybe next week, maybe not. But just know when it does, people are gonna lose their fucking minds. Bad ass. 
<laughs> and then he tweeted uh, a couple minutes later. Sorry, typos trying to cook and tweet. Smiley face. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. <laughs> um, so, you know, first of all, like, uh, hopefully if if the new ga- game they're going to be announcing is Twisted Metal and he's talking about his own game in that way. <laughs> That's awesome. Dude. That's awesome. <laughs> but um, there was an article um, on thegamingbible.co uh, by Ewan Moore, who talks about that based on that tweet, uh, uh, he talked about the David Jaffe tweet uh, saying that uh, they're implying uh, that we can expect to see one or two brand new first party announcements in the mix. So is this something that is going to be more just like empty hype um, or is there going to be something that's really cool that's announced here? Whatever happens here, I, I feel like they need to announce more. They, they need to, we need to see a better picture of what's going to happen in the future, whether that's a, a clear eye on what God of War is or something else. But um, overall, I think uh, we'll get some cool announcements. Sorry, to clarify, did you say that, that uh, Ewan Moore from Gaming Bible says that because of the tweet that David Jaffe made that we're going to see multiple IPs? Um, is that what you said? Is that, or is that, excuse me, is that what he says? No, he, he was going through the, 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 the full, um, uh, the full uh, Twitter thread even before the badass one. The badass one was later. But uh, Jaffe said, the traditional great first-party PlayStation we all know and love will be present during the oh, show, implying that we it. can expect to see a couple brand-new first-party announcements. So uh, the the... So there's the, more than just yeah, that one tweet. Yeah, yeah, there's more. Got I just read it. the badass thing. So um, the article from uh, the uh, Gaming Bible was like kind of going through the what was been announced uh, and what Jaffe said through the, his whole conversation to say that kind of stuff. Okay, but, good. I mean, th- yeah. Because I was like, oh, he definitely did not mention multiple no, IPs. No, 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 not, like, not in like, the badass mm-hmm. one. Yes, okay, okay, okay. Um, I mean, it's going to be a 40-minute show. Yeah. So that could be cool. I agree. I agree. Um, I think that a show like this could do Sony well to say, hey, 2021, fall 2021, maybe not our best. We got Deathloop. We got Keena Bridge of Spirits. That's about it. (laughs) However, oh, you get ready for 2022. You know, because I mean... uh, it's also, to be fair, a lot of people are like, damn, PlayStation had nothing this year. Um, Returnal, Deathloop, Ratchet and Clank. Like, those, I mean, even like, more, even like smaller like, things like Kingdom Bridges Spiritual Player would be good. Um, yeah. The uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Director's Cut, Death Stranding. Yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, they're coming out with like new stuff. And I, and I think like these re-releases, again, I mean, we'll, we can critique Sony's business model. But I think something like Death Stranding was I feel like a lot of people missed initially. And maybe this will be a time for them to get on board and play it. Yeah. Um, people are really positive about the, uh, is it the Iki Island uh, for Ghost of Tsushima? Yeah, my older brother loved the first Ghost of Tsushima, or I mean, just the PS4 one, and then he's, like, <laughs> religiously playing through this new one because it's just, like, apparently that good. So, yeah, I mean, people are hot on this stuff. I just, I think it's so weird that people get so, like, tunnel, they get such tunnel vision about, like, what is happening right now immediately and, and go from, like, whoa, Sony's blowing our minds this year to being like, Sony had nothing this year yeah. over the course of two months just because they don't have, like, anything big lined up for the holiday season which like 
not this doesn't always happen right <laughs> I mean, right did nintendo and, and have anything last year last so, holiday no, sony right? has like been taking the stance about not having huge holiday releases and and focusing more on like third-party partnerships yeah um for, for their big things like i mean their call of duty connection has always been huge like they understand what what winter looks like when you're trying to buy things over the holiday and i feel like why cannibalize their own games with um putting stuff at the end of the year that could do really well in the early part of the year yeah. um but I agree, Justin. But still, Sony, be better. Yeah, you, Sony, you could be doing, you could be doing more. Justin, I want to talk about abandoned because uh, <laughs> you put you were putting together the show notes and you said, "Did you hear about this?" And I said, "No." And then you said, "Okay, don't look up anything." Okay, so, so I said, all right. So yes, what's up? So um, they updated their website. Oh, okay. Finally. And if anyone's ever been to their website before, it was like it was bad. under construction. It was like yep. not here. And then they recently had that, like when they were about, like they announced that they were going to finally drop the trailers app um, yes. with a, like a green banner on the top, like a poorly. Unlegible. Un- illegible. Yeah, it, it was like me. poor HTML coding for it. Um, but now it's uh, the Blue Box Game Studio is huge on the top of it. And they have um, some uh, FAQs. Now, these FAQs, uh, you know, I have been really like enjoying the conspiracy side of this, and I still yes. think this is going to be a big deal. But also, there's that very real possibility it's just a development studio that's way over their head. But yes. reading through this QA, it's like a it's like a um, roller coaster. Okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to uh, just read through the Q and A because it's not very long. So sure. should uh, I pull this up or do, do, should I be listening to this? Uh, you, you can listen to it if you if you're a visual learner. But I'm, I'll read these all. So <clears throat> go ahead. First question. When will we learn more about Abandoned? Response. We are working hard to reveal Abandoned ASAP. As of now, the game is not ready for the public eye. Did not answer the question. (laughs) Why is there there a five-second footage in the app with a size of five gigabytes? A real question, I think, if you ask me. It's it's quite a big big size. As a result of technical issues, we made it very hard for us last minute. We had to trim the opening teaser. The five gigabytes is the actual size of the full length. We will release the full teaser soon. We sincerely apologize for this. Okay. <laughs> okay. When will we see new content in the real-time experience PS5 app? Unfortunately, we can't provide an ETA just yet, but we are working to release new content ASAP. What did is you hear, the... Did you hear that they're working on AS- a content ASAP? Did you hear about <laughs> this? this new ASAP game that Blue Box Studios is coming up with. <laughs> what is this ASAP? They're working on it. Working on it ASAP. Content ASAP. What is the play- playable prologue? The playable prologue is a standalone game with its own set of trophies on PS5. What the fuck? So the uh, playable prologue, not a teaser, yeah. by the way, the playable prologue is not even part of the real-time experience app. So. so it's just going to be a demo that has its own trophies. Yeah. All right. So, so I think weird. out of everything announced um, on this, this is the biggest announcement. This is actually news. It says, what is the release date for Abandoned? Abandoned is set to be released in 2022, while the prologue will be available soon. So that's confirmation, because before it said it was coming in 2021 in the initial announcement right. trailer. So, okay. And then... Um, I'm surprised they didn't say uh, it's the prologue will be available ASAP. <laughs> yeah, soon, that's be- that's better, I suppose. Um, will abandon be available in physical form? A question I know very well that everyone's been asking. Yes, abandon will be available both digital and physical. The prologue is only in digital form. 
because at mm. this point, if you haven't asked this question yet, I'm sure you've been wondering, but one of the FAQ questions is, is Blue Box Game Studios in any way linked to Kojima Productions or Hideo Kojima? No. Blue Box Game Studios is a small independent studio based in the Netherlands. Well, thanks for clearing that up, <laughs> Blue Box. Appreciate the um, <laughs> diligence. Um, the uh, next question has to do with that uh, game, that Kickstarter game, The Haunting, that th- didn't end up working out with them. Yeah, it the one that you think is said, like, looks like Lisa. Yeah, yeah. It says, yeah. is The Haunting in any way linked with Abandoned? No, Abandoned is a new, different game. The game has been created from scratch and does not include references to The Haunting. Then we have, why isn't Abandoned shown so far? Abandoned was announced too soon. Also, we received a bigger audience than we initially had, so we had to polish the game even more. Even now, the game isn't ready for the public eye to see. We will release all media inside the Real ex- Real-Time Experience app and web for actual gameplay reveals and cinematic trailers. That's fair, though. I mean, I think a lot of I mean, games I, get... And- yeah excited about being yeah, and i feel and like then... out of everything like this is the one that's like like why a why wasn't this first and like they're they're at least trying to explain it it is weird um that uh they said we release all media inside the real-time experience app and web because i mean like right like those are the two options yeah, that's where it would be i mean <laughs> like, those are the options yeah um then it says what makes abandoned unique and stand out from the other games abandoned has a new narrative presented in realistic gameplay with a cinematic experience. Abandoned emulates a realistic approach to survival. Okay. Like they uh, mm, because they've said stuff like this before where it's like, oh, it's a real it has realistic gameplay. It, what does that like, mean? What does that, what does that mean? Like And then it gets weirder. Do you think, okay, go on. Is abandoned a horror game? No, right? everyone's been asking that. Right, it's not, right? Uh, it says Abandoned is a horror shooter slash survival game, while the primary focus isn't entirely horror. <laughs> I, uh, uh. <laughs> Do you think... Okay, 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 okay. Now, I don't know anything about the people behind Blue Box Game Studios other than Hassan I think we Kermont, know plenty about them. <laughs> but I do not know their background in, like, speaking English or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. Do you think that this... Like, there are some major mistranslations going on? Because if they're based out of what the Netherlands, you said, mm-hmm. so if they're speaking German. Like, do you think that there is just something that is not translating well for them being like, it's a, it's a game that has realistic gameplay. It's like, well, okay, or like, it's a horror game that's also based on survival that it's not really horror focused. It's like, well, <laughs> you said horror before. While I think that language is clearly part of this. Yeah. Uh, I really hope they have some kind of localizer coming in to read through this game before they press send on it because, yes. I mean, if the game reads like this, like that'll be a very hard sell. And I mean, the marketing that we've seen for this game is in English. And I know there's right. a lot of video game studios in Europe in general, and I yeah. don't like play The Witcher and be like, I just don't understand what you're saying. Or like, why are you referencing things like that? Right. Like, like I, like I, language is something that that is part of the issue here. And I know it is a small studio, but like, I mean, even like if they are working with Sony, Sony's got to have someone come in and be like, we got to help you with this. Well, and that's the thing at that point, too. Like if if you are Hassan Karman, 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 irrelevant, you know, who sure. I'm talking about. if you're him and you've gotten to this point and you're like, you know what? I think our tweets, I think our whole thing has been like not well communicated. Like we're going to pay them. We're going to 
buck up and pay the money to have this right done a little bit better so that people right. can like and really make sure that we know what we mean here and even to like sony being like hey can you read over this faq to make sure it sounds right yeah <laughs> like i don't English know if it's that... hard like it, it is English no, absolutely is very hard uh and and you know context of stuff like matters and the way things are like phrased really matters so yeah. as with all languages but like I think especially for a game that is like people are looking for hidden meanings behind if something is worded weird, then they're going to be like, what's that mean? And it right. might just end up being like, oh, no, it didn't tra- like it. This is a literal translation, which doesn't really work in English or whatever. Right, right, right. And the, f- the final FAQ. Yeah, oh, yeah, sorry. Is abandoned the actual IP name? No. Abandoned oh. is a code name. The marketing title name will be announced with the gameplay reveal. Whoa. Interesting ending, huh? So this isn't even the name. No. And let me be honest, like, it's probably good marketing to, to, if it is just a company in disarray, probably good to move away from Abandon. You know what I mean? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. Because I think you look at something like, uh, I'm I'm forgetting the real name of this, Project Athia Mm. for Spoken is the name. I think I said that earlier in the show. Like, they went from Project Athia, which was like, oh, that's kind of weird. What's going on with that? To, like, the most generic... Yeah. Name. You, you know what I mean? So like yeah, abandoned yeah. isn't particularly like memorable necessarily, but like if you switch to something even more like generic or whatever, then it yeah. might be like, what are we talking about? But but at this point, abandoned has been such a viral thing that everyone knows what this is. So if you're gonna change the name, it's better be like a big deal or it better be something that is like meaningful. But yeah. Well dang. Uh, interesting that it might not be a horror game <laughs> or that maybe it is or that it's actually survival, which also this is horror in survival. You know, oh, you know what this is? This is the video game adaptation of Hatchet, the book. <laughs> um, he like fights a porcupine or something and that sounded scary. Hey, that's a, that's uh, a great, great book. Uh, speaking yeah. of the Hatchet, did you ever read, uh, Brian's Return? Does he get lost again? (laughs) So basically someone's like, I think, writing a a book or like a journalistic thing. So they take him back to where he was and they get another plane crash and another accident and they get trapped again. Um, I'd be like, I got this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There's also another one where he doesn't get saved and it's called Brian's Winter. Um, So it's like it's like an alternate telling of what would happen if he was there during winter. Great series. Great. Really good. I I think we read those when I was in sixth grade, the first one. And then I read them in junior high because I liked them a lot. But huh. Book plug from the teacher. I only read the first one when I was a little kid, and it always made me want to have a hatchet. It, I, 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 well, it, I've always wanted to have a hatchet. And then speaking of The Walking Dead, um, then I wanted to get one of those pickaxes, those like yes. little, like like yeah, modern like, pickaxes. One of them is currently on my wish list um, on Amazon. That's the public one. So if anyone wants to give me one of those I'll, little hatchets, you know, <laughs> maybe I'll get you a get you a Christmas uh, present. It's uh, less than an Xbox Series X, but not by much. Ah, so you're talking your Laura Croft. Uh, craft. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Croft? Is it Croft or Craft? Croft. It's Lara. Sure. Well, right, but is it Croft with an O or Craft with an A? Oh, Kraft, right. Craft uh, mac and cheese. Croft. Tomb Raider. Tomb Raider. Yeah, that's how I remember it. Good. Can we talk about another horror game just very briefly? Sure. Is Alan Wake back, baby? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like uh, Alan Wake Remastered is a thing. According to a lot of people, um, I'm still taking this with a grain of salt, but also it's kind of like, why would you lie about this? Yeah, it seems <laughs> like, like this an is odd. like a really specific <laughs> thing. 
Um, coming out like October 11th or something like that, which yeah, pu- like published by he- Blue Box Game Studios. It says, "Oh my gosh!" And it's Kojima production. <laughs> um, Alan Wake is, as if you are a frequent listener of our programming, a favorite of mine. Uh, one that Justin Makovich thinks is worse than the medium, but uh, I would have to disagree. As it's probably in my top 50 v- favorite video games of all time. Maybe I'll write that list one day. But um, I have to I say, know, I know you don't think it's a bad game. Yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. it's old. It's 2010, I think. Yeah. So, so that I, I, the couple things could make this pretty good. Like I know it's a remaster, not a remake, but like that game needs a a, a coat of paint. Like well, you significantly, look at, you look at like the near replicant remaster from earlier awesome. this year it's awesome. really great i'm yeah. listening to the music a lot while yep. i write and that's they go sorry i wasn't done uh, i am now sorry <laughs> I, that, that does sound indistinguishable from Lord of the Rings at certain points. Like yes, the way it you're does. Really that. Does. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if we ever said this on the podcast before, but I was listening to like uh, an in uh, m- memoriam um, yes! for an organization yes! I'm a part of. And I was like with a couple of my students and I heard it being played and I was like, wait a second, that's the theme song from Nier. And it, they literally were playing the near theme song as they were like showing people who died, which you know is a, it's a, usually a very powerful thing. But I just couldn't get this out of my head. Like, oh my god! I wonder if the person who like created this knew it was from a video game, or they just liked the song and like encountered it some way. Um, you have to. There's one of two options here. Right. First, the first one is the less funny one, where it's just someone who like Googled like you know. Uh, choral music like like whatever japanese tunes (laughs) yeah yeah whatever like like they stumbled upon this music when they were like putting together the slideshow and they were like you know here's our here's the song does it sound good i don't know what it's from some movie or whatever right um or it is someone who knows exactly what it is i'm just like you think i can get away with this (laughs) you know what i mean that was like it was like guys i put the near song (laughs) i put the near song in the memoriam (laughs) <laughs> but um sorry to go back to alan wake uh yes that game needs a coat of paint i think going back to it now would kind of be like oh like even for me someone who loves it but if it can pull it off and look good and, and just you know improve some gameplay stuff here and there like ah it's a good, that's gonna be a good game you know yeah and it, there's the dlc and the american nightmare right that or that's the uh one when he's like in texas or he's in a cowboy outfit yeah that was like a like standalone expansion but if you're rem- if you're redoing alan wake you just throw it in there like yeah 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 that, that, I, I think that would be like an awesome thing to do and if it comes out around the spooky time of year um Maybe I would have to play it again, and maybe that could be a new spooky time of year uh, tradition. Yeah. Well, also, I think that, like, hey, uh, Remedy did Control, and they were like, this is bigger than just this game. There were, like, references to Alan Wake, and then they did the AWE DLC, and were like, this is about Alan Wake. (laughs) And then now they're working on, like, a bunch of different projects. But it makes sense that if you're like, yo, Alan Wake's going to be, like, a thing. I I don't know who's working on this remaster, but again, isn't even confirmed to be real. Um, but if you're like, we need to re- like reestablish this 10, 11 year old game now, like let's remaster this. Let's put it out so people can really experience it. So that when we announce our, you know, 
control crossover with Alan Wake that's like an actual crossover game, not just the DLC or whatever. It's going to be like, oh, we know who all of this is, especially for the people who mm-hmm. just jumped on board with control. But I'm just yeah, gonna say I, I am excited. Remedy, I like you. I'm a big fan of their games. Yeah. I'm a big fan of their games. And I have been thinking about control and I want to go back to it, but who's got the time? Yeah, not us. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. at all. No. Um, but you know, on the PS5, it's just a good, it's like it looks good. It looks really good, but doesn't matter. Uh Justin, China. I know very little about them, about what's going on over there. That's a transition on this podcast. <laughs> at, at, all, at all times, I know very little about who's the president about China. of China. Do they have a president? Yeah. I thought they had a. Um, I, I, you know, I, I think if you're a dictator, going by dictator is probably not the smart thing to do. Do they have a dictator? I don't know. It's that's, President that's, Xi Jinping. Oh, okay. I think. I mean, that's when I looked last. I mean, a lot happens in a year, and I, or, to be honest, I haven't really been up on uh, Chinese politics. Um, <clears throat> Currently, it is Xi Jinping. Yeah, yeah, cool. Um, I, oh, no. <laughs> so the South China Morning Post four days ago um, said this. Don't expect an easy life and be ready for struggle, uh, Xi warns officials. Hmm. Cool. Um. I don't feel qualified. How's this? I don't feel qualified to speak on anything that's going on in China, really <laughs> at all. Um, except uh, we are going to offer. I, I would say this: you're probably more <laughs> clued into what's going on over there than I am. But uh, I'm going to say that we're not going <laughs> to really get into that, huh? But let's talk about something we are qualified to talk about: video games in China. <laughs> oh, video wait, games, that's still technically, enough. but <laughs> um, so. Now, I might get some of this wrong, so please correct me, because I am by no means an expert on Chinese happenings. However, the Chinese government said, hey, listen, video game makers, you need to restrict the amount of time that children, uh, up until like 18, have playing your games on a weekly basis. Is that... Yeah, accurate. yeah, and and like one thing to know about China, China's government is much more like in control of media in the country, yes. um, whether it be video games or news or movies and stuff. Like they have a much heavier hand in what is censored and what is not censored, what you can gain access to and what you can't gain access to. So the fact that they would come in and say like you got to limit amount of video games being played is not new. And not like surprising if you are familiar with the Chinese government, but right. th- this is kind of like I think a big deal for 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 video games in china um that if you're on if you're 18 or under yeah you got you're you're limited significantly what is the amount of time do they is it a specific amount of time or do they just say like hey fix this so we're into an npr um we're in an npr article that talks about all the changes okay and um this uh article from npr um titled um, kids in China are limited to playing video games for only three hours per week by a Sharon Pruitt Young. Uh, in that uh, article, it states, under the new mandates, companies are barred from offering their services to children outside a small window of time. 
those under 18 can only can access online games only on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays, and only between 8 p.m. and 9 p.m., according to the report. Minors are also allowed to play during the same time on national holidays. So, I, I mean, I... When I hear this story, like it, yeah. that that seems difficult. Like if I'm gonna play video games to like have those those hours to do it, but I, I they're doing this because they're trying to combat video game addiction. Yes, which is and a thing. that's a it's a real thing. So I guess my question to you: Video game addiction is this a problem that faces us in America as a country, and is this a good way to combat that? Um, I would say yes. This is a problem. In America as a country, I think I would say in the world, I don't know if this study was done uh, globally or not, but if I'm remembering correctly, a significant portion of the population plays video games. Mm -hmm. And especially that I I believe if I'm remembering correctly, don't have this in front of me. My apologies. That number goes up and up. That percentage of people who play video games goes up and up and up the younger you get. And obviously there's like a certain cutoff. But um, I went to. Uh, with a friend of mine into uh, his like old babysitter's house because she has kids and needed him to fix a phone thing. And these three kids who like, I'm not, I'm not saying like seemed pretty normal as if saying the video games aren't a normal thing, (laughs) but like didn't necessarily seem like video game kids were talking to me about their Minecraft worlds on their switches. And like, I don't know that like, that's kind of wild that these three kids that are of, varying ages and interests and genders is like whoa they're all into video games right so as you get games that more and more people are playing i think you have to look at the types of games that are extremely popular right i don't think like gotcha games are necessarily super popular with younger kids and by that i mean like i don't think kids know what genshin impact is (laughs) or near reincarnation or whatever the other big gotcha games are However, you do have games like Fortnite and a bunch of other um, live service games that are kind of gotcha-y when, when you have things like um, uh, like loot boxes and, and all that sort of stuff, which, you know, that like that's gotcha. That's the yeah. idea. Um, they might have a little bit more substance to them outside of that sort of thing, but it's the same sort of idea, right? Which has been compared to things like gambling and, and whatnot, which then, like, if you, I think when Star Wars Battlefront 2 came out and like it was just like a loot box game, <laughs> um, <laughs> EA was like, well, it's not gambling because you are guaranteed to get something out of it, whereas gambling, you aren't necessarily going to get anything out of it. It's mm-hmm. so, still sort of like, well, yeah, EA, it kind of like, is. Um, but so to answer your question, do I think that a problem like video game addiction could be uh, rampant in the United States? Of course I do. Uh I, I don't know. I've never struggled with it. I don't know about you, but um, I, I I would never say that I would have had issues with that. But I could see it of becoming an issue when I was a kid if I didn't have my parents who regulated that sort of stuff with me. Yeah, I I would say I don't think I'm addicted to video games in an unhealthy way, but I'm sure you could also talk about a few times when you were supposed to be doing something else and you've played oh, yeah. video games instead of that. You know, like, like I I think there there are often times where I'm playing a game and I know in the back of my head I I should be doing something else right now. Like I'm playing this instead of doing an assignment or work or whatever I have to do. Yeah. Um, 
and I like playing games because it is like a way to shut my brain off in a, in a way. And like, it's a good mm-hmm. way to like decompress and stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that, but there are plenty of times when I know that I'm, I'm not making a responsible decision with when I'm playing a video game. Right. Um, and I, I think video games are a good thing. And I think you and me would agree that there are so many cool things that video games can provide to not just us, but I think everyone who plays it. And there's a place yeah. for you in video games, no matter who you are. Um, and I think the the thing that I'm always like when when I hear younger people talking about video games, like you said, the the sense of community in video games is great, but also like the amount of time that people play them, and that is their hanging out, that is their socialization, the, the yeah. amount of times that they do that. I do wonder, like, is this something that is good? Is this something that is actually hurting people? Um, one of, uh, one of our mutual friends always talks about how, uh, like some, like, like younger people have like the video game eyes, like they have nothing going on in their eyes and, uh, they connect that to the fact that they play video games all the time. So I, I did what most people do, uh, when they're wondering about, um, illnesses and addictions and things like that. And I went to WebMD. Great. And um, I actually found a really great study. It's a little bit dated in terms of fact it came out in 2016, so not like a current thing. And I think from 2016 to 2021, the amount of those kind of uh, uh, addictive kind of games has really changed. The free-to-play nature of games has really changed significantly in the past five years. Yes, I would agree. But um, this is uh, from Alan Moses on WebMD that talks about some of the pros and cons of gaming. And um, they said how testing revealed that gamers had faster reaction time than non-gamers. Brain scans of 260 kids further linking gaming both to um, alterations in the brain's so-called basal ganglia, white matter, and to help with improved communication between the kind of brain circuits central to learning. So there are definitely cognitive benefits to video games. Yep. Now... These studies show that this is minor improvements, and most of the improvement was only of those 260 found among girls. There were still huh. some between guys, but the, the girls was a higher amount. And it was seen um, in people who played two hours or more weekly of gaming. So but there are cognitive benefits to video gaming, hand-eye sure. coordination, mental cognitive process makes your brain work a little bit faster. Decision making, yeah, and that sort yeah. of stuff. But the study also went on to talk about how um once they started playing over 9 like 8 to 9 hours a week, mm-hmm. that's when there started to be a negative mental impact on it. And specifically uh, children with peer conflicts and reduced pro-social abilities show a tendency to isolate and spend more time playing video games. Mm-hmm. So when you have people um, that are uncomfortable socially and don't work on their social skills and because they feel not confident talking to people in real life and they head to video games and they spend a majority of their time in video games, it does create, again, according to this study, the kind of like social deficiencies that are not good for people in general. And I think communication is so important, but even like I I find communication when I'm playing with people in a video game different than when I'm talking to someone face to face or even on the phone and things like that. Like it's a very different kind of like socialization. 
And uh, as someone who's really big into body language too, so much of communication is more than just voice. It's about like body language, it's about eye contact, it's about so many things that you have to work on when you're talking to people. And again, I'm not saying that video games are a bad thing, but there's definitely ways that you can easily link video games to uh, people having social issues, Mm -hmm. not necessarily having dead gamer eyes. I think there's more (laughs) issues that have to do with that than just video games. I mean, even phone usage and email usage is making conversations more difficult for people. Eye contact more difficult for people. Um, I think it is a problem, though it's not just video games to blame, if that makes sense. I I mean, like, you look at the whole past year, and, like, I don't know, I have a hard time, (laughs) like, as I've been trying to reach out to people a little bit more, I have a hard time being like, what do we talk about? And, like, there's a lot of of factors to that. Um, But, yes, I, I would have to agree that, yes, that can be a part of it, and do I think that um, I, uh, I've I've talked to people who their only interest in hobby is video games. I mean, I work in games, so like, yeah, I've experienced those people. And I will say this, like, and no judgment to that because if that's your thing, that's your thing. I play a lot of video games myself, believe it or not. Um, but I've always had other hobbies and other interests, and I think that stems from being a kid. We were limited with how much TV we watched and and how many video how often we were playing video games and that sort of stuff. Um. Not to like a super, like I didn't have like super strict parents when it came to that sort of stuff, but you know, we had the rules and how it worked. And so that got me interested in things other than that. And and I think that that is an important thing for kids as well, because if that's all you know, like I I love video games, I think they can teach you a lot of stuff, but there is a lot of other stuff out there than you know, just video games. Yeah. Um, so, so I agree with you <laughs> that, that there are a <laughs> oh, lot yeah, of yeah. factors um and and gaming is good but i think there also can be a a point especially with, with people who are growing up and and learning these sorts of social skills that are needed and, and other skills that are needed in just being a functioning person that it can be a detriment if there is too much going on mm-hmm. and um the what the the chinese government doing with limiting video games do you think yeah. that's positive um i think they're trying to do something you know uh do i think i i don't know i I don't know i don't know um i would have to look at excuse me i would have to look at the more data about how much is important for kids to do and, and all that sort of other stuff um from what i can tell it's not like a law, you know what I mean? And they have, to my understanding, they have put it in the hands of the game makers and like whoever's running servers and stuff, which I think is a better option than just saying like, this is the rules forever. Well, uh, well so they hard stop, but like, yeah. The difference between our government and the Chinese government is it's not just a recommendation that they do that. Like, like when, right, when yes. China tells you to do, like, the Chinese government comes and says to do something, they're doing that. And the companies are implementing it, so it's not like the internet's getting shut off besides those hours. But yeah, they, they um, uh, we, uh, I have an article that talks a little bit about, um, uh, what is that game called? Um, yeah, King and Kings. Yeah, Honor of Kings, yes. which is already something that since 2017 has been restricted in the amount of times that people could play it. That's one of those like free to play almost it's I think it's a MOBA if I'm correct. 
Okay. Like a free MOBA to, to play game. And they have, in 2017, restricted uh, it to one hour a day for children under 12 and two hours a day for children between 12 and 18. Um, so, I mean, like, stuff like this is not, like, uncommon specifically in, in China, but, like... Mm-hmm. It would make me think that this, the amount, the data that they would get to like show how much people are playing these games, um, is alarming for them yeah. to to go and, and and mandate this kind of stuff. Um, I mean, I I think you know it it would, it would be really hard for me to be a huge gaming enthusiast if I could only play it for three hours at the evening on weekends. Yes, I agree. And I think that's like that's a solution to certain things, but not a solution to everything. Um, right. But I do think this is this is these are the kind of things in the conversations that are going to start to come up more and more um, as video games become more and more popular about how to make sure that we regulate it. And and not that you like you need to put like restrictions on it in our country in order to fix that kind of stuff. But I do think it's easy for people to fall back into unhealthy habits with almost with video games, along with a lot of other things and just trying to be cognizant of not spending all of your time in an unhealthy manner uh, on video games, I think is an important thing for us as a society to think about and talk about and try not to do. Well, and I think that as you pointed out, like over the past few years with the idea of like free to play games becoming more and more of a thing, I would say that they are, and I'm not pointing any specific fingers. I'm just speaking very generally about this. I'm not talking about one game over another. I might use some examples, but I'm not specifically referring to one game, uh, just as a caveat for 12 this. Um, I think that they can be seen as a little predatory towards kids in terms of, like, as we sort of mentioned before, like the definition of gambling. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, and, like, certain games release and are, like, designed to have you sink money into them or to have you keep playing them. And like, that's a whole genre of games. I think you and I were adults. I don't know. We could (laughs) understand like, Holy shit. I spent $150 on Fortnite skins or apex legends skins or call of duty. I don't know what you buy in call of duty, but you know what I mean? Yeah. We have that. We have that rationale and and the ability to say like, Hey, this might be taking up an unhealthy amount of space in my life (laughs) compared to the things I need to be doing right now. Uh, Whereas a kid might not, and by might not, I mean probably doesn't, unless they have someone like a parent who is able to understand what all this is and say, like, all right, we're going to limit to this. This is how we're going to do it, whatever. But more often than not, I think that that might not be the case with kids, with all, with all kids. Right, so, right. Yeah. So do I think that, like, it is a good thing that they're doing this? I think it's interesting that they're trying to do something. I would be interested to see what sort of results they would see. I don't know if they would ever like do a study or even if they did how accurate it might be, how public it would be. <laughs> That's like more yeah. of what I mean. Yeah. But um I think if the United States did this as we have seen with the United States trying to get anyone to do anything fucking now, uh it would not go over well. <laughs> Um, because we are obsessed with our whack ass freedoms here, but I think I think you could find a middle ground between China and the United States. It's <laughs> somewhere in the world there's a middle ground. Somewhere we gotta find a nice medium. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I think to what you said as well. I would play games very differently <laughs> if I had three hours a week to play video games. I don't know exactly what that might look like. But I think it would turn into like, 
I would do a lot more research on what are some what are the best games <laughs> that I can play to mm-hmm. make use of this time? But uh, I'm also not a child, so I wouldn't, we wouldn't fall into those restrictions. But if I had to, it would be uh, a hindrance <laughs> a lot of things. Well, uh, well, if you had to, if you had three hours a week, and I'm, I know like just off the I, dome. I feel like I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, right, sometimes it's like, ooh, yeah, three yeah. hours. I would love that. Um, but if, if you specifically only had three hours, how would you spend it? I mean, it would have to be games that give you, like, instant gratification with not a lot of grinding uh, to it. Yeah. Like, you know, there's so many, like, my, my one of my favorite things to do is throw on a podcast and just do mindless stuff in some video games. Yeah. I wouldn't do that because, like, that, I mean, if I really want to play video games, I would make sure I play something that has some kind of weight to it, some kind of story to it, something that would... Um, something that, that would be a good use of that three hours I would get. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I have already had to make a lot of those sacrifices in my life too. Like sure. I could sit there and play smash brothers for hours, but I don't because there's so many other things to experience and try and play. Yeah. Um, I, I think it would be hard in today's climate to really find the, the three hours of games to play. Mm-hmm. Um, even like listening to reviews and stuff like that. I, I still think the funny thing is I think I would still be absorbing games media in a very similar way than I would now. It's just if not we'd even be more. Playing less. Right. right. I'd just be playing less. Um, but I would not ha- I, I would not be playing um uh like these games with no end. Like because yeah, I, that that just seems like I'm throwing time into the ether rather than being productive in those three hours. Yeah. Uh, I'd have no platinum trophies. How's that? <laughs> like uh, I ex- <laughs> well, I'd have Donut County. Probably. Yeah, uh, you probably um, have My Name is Mayo if you play that game because you just, it's like a 10 minute, you just press A and you open some okay. mayo. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I suppose that could be one way to spend that. I think also, like, I would, I was thinking, like, oh, I just stopped playing Apex. And I was like, no, I probably wouldn't because I usually only play Apex now when I'm playing with my friends. Yeah. And so that, that to me is a perfectly fine and, and good use of that time if I was really limited in that way. Um, but yeah, it would, it would be a, <laughs> it would suck. It's yeah. I mean, I, and, I would, and again, I, I have that world. We we do other things and play video games, obviously, uh, but it would be irritating and not fun, especially if you're doing a video game podcast. Yeah, that this this podcast would be much shorter. <laughs> yes, it'd be like, what'd you play this week? Uh, nothing really. Yeah, you? I was back on Fortnite. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but well, hey. Thank you so much for listening to episode number 57 of Hitbox, a show where we like to embrace the gaming enthusiasts in all of us. If you have any thoughts about any of this, any of the things we talked about, if you've got any thoughts about Abandoned and Blue Buck Studios, Alan Wake, the Sony state of play, if you're listening to this, you probably are aware of what's going on with that. More than we are, because yeah, you're in the future. Yeah, you're, you're ahead of us. <laughs> uh, but hey, we, we are going to watch that live, I assume, uh, or very shortly after, if not live. So you can you can let us know your thoughts on all of that uh, on Twitter at HitboxPod. You can send us a DM, tweet at us, reply to a tweet. Give us a follow there. We'd really appreciate it. Or you can send us an email at HitboxOfficialPodcast at gmail.com. I kind of felt like a fun like announcer there. Did you feel that? Yeah, that's pretty good. You're nailing it. Thanks, man. 
Um, you can find all of the uh, articles that we referenced in the description to this episode, uh, along with some other information, including our own personal Twitter pages and things like that. If you are listening to this show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, which you most likely are, uh, it would be cool if you followed us there. Like, I, sometimes I don't fo- actually follow like the podcast I like because it's like not front and center. If you would, if you wouldn't mind, that would mean a lot to us. Or write a review if you're on Apple Podcasts. Again, that sort of thing really does mean a lot. Um, Justin, am I missing anything? Do you have anything to add here at the end, at the close? Um, I don't care what time of day it is. Yeah. If the state of play starts with Hassan Kerman pulling off like a mask face, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, then mm-hmm. him being, I don't know, like I'm uh, just throwing it out there, Hideo Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> it's some random. Like, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We're gonna we're doing an instant reaction to that, and I'm gonna just scream for about 20 seconds. So that's it. That's it. No conversation. I'm just gonna scream with you. Yes. Also, uh, you maybe know screaming. Be, you know it's gonna be interesting. Yeah. There will be 20 seconds of screaming happening around the globe. It's gonna be one of those things. that's like, whoa, what just happened? <laughs> <laughs> as as everyone's like, what? Um, yes, I don't think. Hey, here's a prediction. I don't yeah. think we're gonna hear about uh, abandoned at this state of play. You, you don't think we're hearing about it ASAP or? <laughs> I, I don't. Soon. How about that? <laughs> soon feels soon feels later than ASAP, but soon also feels earlier than 2022. But um, I, I digress. Hey, thanks so much for joining us. We appreciate you as always. Uh, always remember, old games are old. We'll catch you next time. Bye. Bye. I'll stop recording. <laughs> <laughs>